the close enough. So let's begin here at the Mishnah on Ayin Test Amadala 79a. Haisa Omerisa Roshagag. Now, this girl, he doesn't trust the wife. She's gonna, he, he doesn't even want to be in the same building. So she's standing there um, on top of the roof. And he figures that if he gives her the divorce there and he's down below, he can get a head start. He's safe. So he tosses it up in the roof. Haisa uh, Omerisa, she's standing there on the roof. He figures that's perfect. Now he can throw the get to her and get, and get away. So, Kivin Now, the only problem is when you throw it on the roof, it's windy up there. So, what happens if he throws it on the roof and it lands right next to her and then the wind comes and blows it off and nobody can find the get? Is she divorced or does it have to be reserved? So, we say, Kivin since the divorce reached the airspace there, uh, she's divorced even though it, it quickly blew away later and nobody was able to... to it, it reached her area. It sounds like it didn't have to actually land, though. Correct. Okay. Well, um, yeah, it doesn't say that. It sounds like... It sounds it's like just it, the airspace of the... Right, but it's, like, it, it's almost like it could have landed. Huh? Right, okay, yeah. That's, uh, we'll have to see. That's going to be part... But as, once it's in her airspace, that's enough. Hila, mala... What, let's flip it around. Let's say he's on the roof... And she's below. That's a little easier. You don't have to throw it high. You just drop it. Drop it on her head, right? Bezerkolo, he tosses it to her. Kivin shiyotze meshusagag. And um, what happens, though, if uh, when you drop it to her, it goes into her area, but then there's a fire going, or it, uh, it uh, tears or something. So uh, once it goes into her reshus, basically, both these cases have in common is that the divorce gets to where it's supposed to go, it just doesn't last very long. It immediately gets burnt or blown away or destroyed. But as long as it gets to the different reshus, uh, then it's sufficient. So let's see the Gemara. But the Gemara is a different problem, though. How's that called getting it there? Baha'i low minter. It's not guarded. In other words, giving it to her means that she gets it in such a way that, at least for the moment, she's got it. It's, 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 it's hers. But if it's like in the air and then it, it just, it's like flying overhead, she never gets it. So how does it work? Actually, there's like a little fence around it. You're supposed to have a, uh, a protective... Uh, uh, what is, there's a name for that. Is there, what, what, around the roof. Parapet. A parapet, that's it. Thank you, Michael. You came to the rescue. I've never, I don't think I've ever said, let's go up to the parapet. <laughs> but uh, if you have a parapet, they've got that roof around there. So, uh, and therefore, it really is protected. It happens to be something happens to it, but since it reached the protected area, uh, good morning, Dr. Yaffe. We're at the top of Ayin Test Amad Aleph, about six, seven lines down. Since it reaches that protected area on the roof, that would be good. That's one answer. Ula bar He says that it actually reached very close to the floor. It reached almost the, the, it reached the, the bottom of the roof. It wasn't like flying high over the, high up on the roof. It actually reached like right next to the ground of the roof. And we have a famous rule. 
the kola pakas mishloshes stomach legag kegag dummy. If it reached like the bottom part, that's the same thing as reaching the roof. So then we said, Hulamala, what about the other way around? He's on the roof and she's on the floor. So the same problem we had the other way. So again, when you threw it on the roof, we said basically it should have been protected there or secure there because there was a parapet around it. But when it's on the ground, how is it protected? Vahai lo minter. If you drop it from the roof to the ground, it's not uh, very secure. No, actually, there were walls around the, uh, the, the ground. There were lower walls, and those lower walls are actually uh, bigger than the higher walls. So when you drop the divorce into, her, into the lower area, it's going to stay there. Uh, if there hadn't been a fire, you know, if it hadn't, hadn't quickly gone into the fire or the dog grabbed it, uh, she would have had it. But it was into her area. The lower walls, Odephis Aoyonis, were bigger than the top walls. All three rabbis came up to the same possibility. Odephis Aoyonis. But all these cases of it went into the Rishus and then disappeared for whatever crazy thing happened. So that was some, we can say on some level that was an Estina. But that was a Nestina Biyada. The Pasuk also says Biyada. So it was, it, mm-hmm. she was never able to even be mocked. She never even touched it. So how is that Biyada? Just because it went into Arishas? Um, I, I, I guess it is that she, if she had a baseball mitt, you know, she could have caught it. <laughs> she could have. Um, uh, we, as long as it goes. I understand how all this is. Something, so this is pulling the. Right, that's right. So we we were marba from the word it says venasan twice that it, you don't have to put it in her hand, but you can even put it in her territory, uh, her daladamas. Right, you could put it in her rushus. So we uh, we uh, right. doesn't have to be mommy. Our question is that if that if it's like flying overhead. It's really not in a rishus at all, and so it's got to be that it's in a somewhat. Uh, there are walls around her area, so that once it reached that area, it's technically secure. So even though a dog went ahead and ate the ate your homework, ate the ate the divorce, or the dog, or it blew into a fire or whatever, but it was in a secure area that was belonging to her. So even though that's not in her hand, that goes into her rishus. So that that suffices. Something like that. Um, Thank you. So, Omer Abba the problem the Gemara has is that it didn't actually come to a complete stop when you threw it on the roof. Uh, it, uh, it was it's like hovering, you know. So, how is that good enough? Uh, how is that called being in her coming to rest? In other words, being serving means you take it and you give it to her and you put it in her hand or at least put it on the ground. But over here, it's all hovering. It's all flying. It doesn't mention coming to a stop. So it must be like Rebbe, the Omer, Klutu, Kamisha, Hunkadami. Rebbe says uh, if it's uh, hovering, it's the same thing as it doesn't have to come to a complete stop. It can, it can be, I don't know how you translate the word kaluta. Uh, it means it's, um, it's, it's hovering in the air. Let's see that Rashi. Uh, it's right in, a little bit higher than the middle. Uh, kaluta. Uh, Rashi, 
besocha avir if it's uh, hovering in the air and it's in the air that's surrounded by walls, a fence. It's as if it's on the ground. So there's a famous case where this comes up. Um, you are, um, uh, he has it in a, uh, let's say there's two sides of the highway and you're going one way and someone else is going the other. So you're not, um, and you want to toss something from the Rishusarabim but there's a walkway in the middle for individuals. So you want to toss it over the, um, uh, over the private space to get to the other public space. So the, the thing is, you don't want to have it stop in the private space. You're going to toss it from the Rishusa Rabin. The, the more famous case was you're in an apartment building, and there's an apartment building on the other side, and there's a highway in between. So you want it, you're in a Rishus HaYachid, and you're going to toss the football to your friend on the other side of the Rishus HaYachid. Uh, and so he's, going to, he's in a Rishus HaYachid. You're throwing it from a private property, and he's catching it in a private property. What's the problem? That you throw it over the, the road in between. So the question is, is that called taking it from the private to the public because it's flying over the road? So we say over there it's forbidden because the... the the hovering is considered like it's, it's, it's as if you threw it into the road, even though you threw it over the road, because of Kutu Kamisha Hunku. So that, that's what we say here, um, here also, even though it didn't fully stop, uh, it's as if it came to rest. Now that's debatable, so that's really part of our question. Not everybody agrees that hovering is as if it came to a rest. So if, if we're saying, if this is a Mishnah here, which means everybody agrees, how could it only be like one opinion? Shouldn't it have to come to rest? That's the question. So even the rabbis over there by the football, throwing it from, can I make up my own cases? But that's okay. It's a, uh, you know, the, uh, you know, so again, you're throwing from one Rishus HaYachid to the other Rishus HaYachid. And you can't do that if it goes over Rishus HaRabim in the middle because it's as if it, even though it's, it's going straight to the others, your friend over there, the other Rishus HaYachid, you say it hovering above the highway is as if it rested in the highway and it's forbidden. So, uh, but that's only one opinion. But what, uh, so over here, how, how is it good enough if it didn't, the divorce wasn't actually placed on the ground where the wife is? Over there, that's regarding the laws of Shabbos, if caring uh, whether it has to come to rest or not. Over here, the thing is, it has to be in her area. It has to be in her protected area. It's in her protected area. Now, her dog went and ate it, or, or the fire went and got it, but it was delivered to her area. So, therefore, even though it didn't come to rest, uh, the dog got it in midair, or the fire got it in midair, or whatever happened, but it was delivered to her area. And similarly, when it was the other way around, when you threw it from up to down, the bottom walls were higher than the lower ones. It was secure in her area. Who is that? It only works like Rebbe that says, that uh, if even hovering in her air is enough, even though it didn't come to rest, but that's only one opinion. Because they have an argument for Shabbos, 
if hovering is considered like coming to rest. Over here, it has to be in a, in a guarded place that uh, 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 one individual has, and over here it is guarded in that way. Okay. Um, yeah. Yeah, I think Rabbi Cohen's point is a good point, but the, the approach that, that I would take for that is is that is that Nasan Biyada, Yad is not a physical hand. Anything that is in your resource, in your shlita, in your power, that's called your yad. I mean if she if she designates a shliach to be Mikabalit and the Baal puts it in the Shliach's hand, that is her hand because she controls that. And that's, that's the way that Yad is always used. You know, when, when you have the Yad Hashem, there's no hand, but it's right. a Yad Hashem because it's in his Shlita. He is in control. So here it has to be in her Chatzar. So that's true. That means it's in her control. But the truth of the matter is the Chatzar itself has to be guarded because otherwise it's not really in her control, even though it's her Chatzar. So it's, a, it's sort of a combination of things. Her Chatzar is her Yad, but it's got to be secure there. Uh, okay, thank you. Yeah, that's that's very good. In this case, though, it's not stopping in her chutzpah, right? Right. It didn't that? actually. Re- but he's explaining that um, how even though it's called hand, right. it really means it, it means that there's two things. There's ownership. I like the way Doctor Yavi said that, and also it's it's a how, how did you say it? It's um, um it's protected. It's, it's, it's under her. It's under her control. It's under her control. So it's too, too, to a limited extent. So she's got a dog, or, or there's a fire, but nevertheless, it's, it is secure from outside influence, let me put it that way. Yeah, yeah. Okay. okay, very good. So then we said, well, what about if it, like, tore or got erased? So Omar Rav Nachman, uh, we're at the two dots on the, uh, Omar Rav Nachman, Omar Rav Ravu, Eloshana Eloshanim Kaderich Yurida. It has to be that at first, when it was, uh, when it reached her space, it was whole, and then... It, it, it tore when it, uh, on the way down. But if it tore on the way up, on the way to her, then she didn't get the divorce. It wasn't secure. It, and it, it hadn't come to rest then. It, hadn't, it has to be that it only got ruined at the final stage, but she actually got it first. Or what about if it was burnt? It has to be that first the, there was the um, when he threw the get, there wasn't yet a fire, meaning that he sees her up there and he's get he throws the get and it's mid air and then she lights the fire. But if the fire was lit first and it was inevitable that this divorce was going to go straight in the fire, it wouldn't be good. My time in the coral is straight for castle because that's like you're you're tossing it into a fire. Omer of Kista Rishus Kalukas begitten. Um, he says the following, Omer of Chista. It's not going on the the previous thing about the burning. He says Rishuyus Kalukas begitten. He says when it comes to uh, this uh, giving it to a woman, uh, the divorce, we recognize different people have control of different places. She has her place, and if you put it in her place, it's good. And he has his place. So Omerle Rami Barchamal Rava Manale Lisabahai. How does he know this? Omerle Masnisani, it's our Mishnah. Hai so Medasa Roshagag. She's sitting on the rooftop, Vizorkolo, and he tosses it to her. 
Once the divorce reaches her space on the roof, she's divorced. What's the case? So who owned the roof? Um, if it was his roof, and I'm sorry, her roof, and it was his yard, Lamali Avragag. Why do you need uh this translates her roof and her courtyard? Oh, thank you. Thank you. Yeah, if it's her roof and her courtyard, so it's already hers. why do you why does it have to reach the roof? It's already in her space. Ella, it must be uh maybe he owned both, but Gagida Vakhastida was his his yard and his roof. Kiagil Avragag, so then what good would it do to reach the roof? It's his roof. Alepshita, very clearly, we're talking about it's her roof, the Costa Dida, and it's his courtyard. So um, I think we all assumed that to begin with. But but the again, the question was if she owned both spaces, so it doesn't need to reach the roof even on the ground floor. It's her space. So if it's he just puts puts it down there, it's fine. And if he owns both spaces, what does it help? Uh, throwing it up there. So clearly, it must be she owns the roof and he owns the floor. So Amos Seifa, but the more has a question, look at the next case uh, that flipped it around. He's above and she's below. And we're assuming that the cases are the same. So it comes out that he's above and he's throwing it into his rishos. <laughs> and then once he throws it, it gets erased or burnt, they're divorced. If, if it was... Uh, her roof, and it was and his courtyard, why would she be divorced when it, it, it again, it doesn't actually land in her hand, it lands in her rishus, but if it's really his rishus, so clearly in the second case, it flips it's his roof and her courtyard so how do you flip cases? in the first case it was her roof and his courtyard, and then Seifa Begagdida, and in the second case, it was his roof and her courtyard? How did we switch like that? Isn't that unusual to switch cases? So, um, the Gemara is asking that we like to have uniformity in our Mishnah. We like to stick to the same case, at least within the same, same framework. And so, isn't it strange that we, uh, how would it work out if it's both the same case? So it must be really Really, it's his, he owns everything. He's the man, he's, it's his roof, it's his house. But he gave her a space to live. Uh, and and uh, so he said, uh, you know, you can, uh, they separated. He said, you can live on my land, pick a spot. So as we had before, he gave her two spots. He gave her the roof, he gave her the ground floor. But he didn't give her two spots. So Amr Lay Midi Iria, he said, How do you compare this to that about loaning? Maybe Hakad Issa Bakad Issa. It's really not a problem to learn as two different cases over here. Resha Bagagida Bakhas. In the first case, it's her roof and his floor. And in the second case, it's his roof, Bagagida Bakhasadida. He says it, it's not sometimes it's unusual or, or very uh, forced to switch the cases. Here clearly it's the if you switch him and her, you could switch who owns what. Usually the person is located in the place that's theirs. So if, if in the first case she was on the roof, it's not forced to say in that case she owned the roof. And in the second case where he was on the ground floor, it's not forced to say he was on the ground floor. And don't really ask. It's true that we talked before about loaning, but that doesn't seem to be the focus here. Okay. 
uh, first wide line. This is a more general statement. There's three different rules uh, by d- serving divorce papers. Number one, um, there's a debate in the laws of Shabbos. When you throw the football, when you throw one thing over, it's hovering over another rishus, is that the same as if it landed in that rishus? So um, it would be similar if you had water in the middle and you wanted to throw it over the pond. Well, the pond is a, is a uh, um, it's not a private area. So, but you don't plan to have the thing rest in the pond. So would you be okay? You know, so So over there, by the laws of Shabbos, when something's hovering, it's as if it came to rest, and there's a big argument over there, that's for the laws of Shabbos. But over here, the main thing is that it be in uh, a person's guarded place that they have control over, and here it's guarded. So that's rule number one, that Shabbos is different than the laws of Gittin. Another way, what happens if a person sticks a pole in a private area of a Rosha Traskil, the basket case? Uh, remember the famous basket case? It's, it used to look at it like a basketball, but basically he's got a, a stick, a big pole, and there's a big basket on top, and he tosses it, and Vinok uh, Gabov, he's a good shot. It lands right in the basket. So the question is, can you shoot in the basket on Shabbos? It's all Rishusayachid. Afilu Gova Mea'ama. So what if it's uh, very tall? He's, he's still in trouble. Lefisha Rishusayachid Ola Adarakia. Because uh, when the, uh, he's basically, it, even though he's transferring from the private spot, um, the question here is, if, it's, if he's throwing it high up, it's first in private space, and then it's going into the public space where that uh, basketball, uh, where the basket is. But the question is, when you get high up, it's not private space anymore. It's private space down here, but when you're in the air, it's not your private space. So, you know, the planes are all flying around, the birds are all flying around, that's public space. So, but we say over there that the private space goes up, that you own your airspace. So that's regarding Shabbos, that you own your airspace. Over here, you don't own the airspace. Over here, it has to do with where it's under your control. And so, and if it's not under your control, then it wouldn't be a divorce. Uh, and that, so that halacha is different than Shabbos as well. And then the third halacha, as we turn the page, yeah, mm-hmm. I think that the Rishu Sayachid goes up to the heavens. I think it's the other way around, maybe. That's, I said that. The Rishu Sayachid goes. I said the Rishu Sayachid goes up to the heavens over there. Mm-hmm. Okay, I, don't know. I thought I said it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, that's so, the yeah, that's the but difference. Yeah. And then the third halacha, behind the Omer of Yud, as we turn the page, Lo Yamad Anum Begagzeh. Um, all right, so you're on the roof and you're thirsty, and uh, all the roofs were together in those days. They, they, uh, you know, the houses were next door, and you could go from one roof to the other, and you have drain pipes up there, and you want to get a drink. So you shouldn't stand on one roof, and you shouldn't, you're not allowed on Shabbos to get water from your neighbor's roof, assuming there's no air there, because even though it feels like it's just one big... Uh, place just like uh, on the ground, 
they're separate buildings. Also, they're separate buildings on top. So you can't go from one building to the other uh, on Shabbos without an Erev. So honey, mila in your Shabbos. That's regarding Shabbos. get mishum uh, When it comes to a divorce, it has to do with uh, does somebody consider it a separate area? Fakuli high lo kapadinish. On a rooftop, if the woman's on a rooftop, uh, even if she's uh, on the neighbor's part of the roof, it's considered like uh, it's all considered like one thing. When it comes to the laws of Shabbos, you got to be careful to only be on your roof and not grab something from the neighbor's roof. But for divorce, we're saying that um, basically when people use a roof, <coughs> they, uh, they, they, let the, they didn't care if somebody's in your yard, that you, you're not supposed to use your neighbor's yard. But when somebody was on the roof, they were hanging their laundry up there, there was no territory up there. They, they, they allowed each other to use each other's roofs. Uh, let's see Rashi. Uh, four lines from the top. Abogitin. Havilo, Shnei Gagim Smukha, they got two roofs next to each other. Vehishio Mokum Bazu Lakavu Gito. And she said, I need a good spot to receive my divorce. Do you mind if I use your rooftop? The Kiba Bazu, and what happened was she was stepped over to the other roof. So the question was, she didn't have complete rights to use the neighbor's roof to receive the divorce. So Lo Amin and Hacha, so if for the laws of Shabbos she'd stepped over to the neighbor's rishos, we would have said, no, it's no good. It's separate areas. The person doesn't control two spaces. You have your territory in your house. But your roof, Gag and Smuchan, two roofs next to each other, people don't usually use their roofs. They don't care if you use their roof. Uh, Rabbi Wine talks about it. He was in an apartment building in Chicago, and I guess he had to put his sukkah up on the roof. And so the question was whether the neighbor would let, you know, you use his part of the roof. So I'm trying to remember what the story was. The neighbor gave him trouble, or, you know, and the police said he's got eight days to take it down. I, I forgot exactly what the... Uh, but uh, in, in, the, in that case, the neighbor wanted to give trouble. But usually... What it's saying is the following. If you were to build, uh, put up a table, let's say a barbecue, and it would be on your neighbor's property on the ground, he would say, excuse me, you know, this is my, my lawn, you know, you don't just do that. But uh, apparently when the roofs were next to each other, they didn't really mind if you hung your laundry up on his part of the roof. Because as Rashi says, it wasn't used so much. So if down here you have to deliver it to the wife and she got permission to... Uh, use a certain yard or whatever. That's the yard that, that somebody loaned her. So you, it, it has to be in the, her yard, and it can't be in the neighbor's yard. Otherwise, the divorce isn't good. If you toss her the get, and it lands in the neighbor's yard, she's not divorced. But on the rooftop, we're saying it's like all one. Rabbi Stein? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Didn't we learn, maybe it was Hilfa Shabbos or someplace else, they did lots of stuff on the roof. They dried out their figs. They dried out their dates. People were always up on their roof. Um, yeah, we did learn they used their roofs a lot more. Rashi, though, says, ain't Tashmish Rogel behen. Right, that's, that's, that's why... Uh, You're asking it on Rashi, right. Rashi's a little surprising, that's right, yeah. The, uh, I'm just saying, with the way Rashi learned, I'm okay, but uh, um, either that, or even though people use their roofs, they're not territorial about it. 
people are territorial about their yard. You don't use my yard. You don't step in my yard. It's my yard. We're good neighbors, but I've got my space. You've got yours. But the roof, yeah, it's just like not, it's not as... Um, Um, it, it, potentially, you but I guess something that would damage it, but receiving the get isn't going to damage the, um, so I guess it depends on what they use. And again, they, as, as Rabbi Cohen said, they used to have parapets around it. And then that was just more living space. But apparently there, as far as the laws of, um, of getting go, we're saying that people aren't going to say you stepped onto my roof. Whereas if you step onto their property, people, what are you doing here? Well, I thought you wouldn't mind if I borrow your property to get my get, you know, or whatever. Okay, back to Gemara. Um, Rabbi, um, what about if you have one property inside another? Panimi is the inner one belongs to her and the outer one belongs to him. And the outer walls are higher than the inner walls. And you're outside the two of them, and you toss the divorce over the walls. You know, you know, he's really not afraid of this wife, so he tosses the divorce over. He's got to get it. She, basically, she lives in the inner yard, and he owns the outer yard. So he's got to get it over both sets of walls. But uh, once he gets it into her walls, once it gets there, then she's divorced. My time is pinim is because once it passes over those outer walls, then it's safely in her wall. Masha'enken uh, bechupas, whereas it'd be different if it was in two different boxes. Let's say one box inside another, where the inner was hers and the outer was his, and you tossed it, even if it reached the, the inner one, she's not divorced. My time, because it didn't stop. But the Gemara says, but even if it stopped, wouldn't the box be like Caleb Shilokeik Vishusmacher? Wouldn't that be still sitting on his land? So It doesn't have a bottom. So um meaning that um it, it's sitting on the ground, so it's not really her vessel in his territory. It's it's almost like um it's almost like a, a homeless person has like a a shelter of, of cardboard box like walls around it, but that we're saying that it's really his territory. It's it's really her space. The the ground is her space. Okay, new Mishnah. They shami omrim beget yashin. A person can use an old get, even if they live together in between. Ubeisilo osrim beisilo forbid it. The eze get yashin. How do you define an old get? Any time where he was alone with her privately after he wrote the get. That's the get. Yashin, can it be used? That's the debate. So Morris says, but my mifli, what's the debate? We're afraid that if he writes the get and then he lives with her, she might get pregnant. And if she gets pregnant and then he gives the get, uh, the date of the get will be before the child was born. And people won't realize that it's his, the, the paternity of the child. That can't be your dad. Your mother was already divorced before you. Uh, before you. They won't realize. the. Uh, so basically, once they're divorced, they shouldn't be together to create the potential for having a child. Ubeisilo says, no, uh, that's, that's what, uh, we don't say, 
The divorce came first. So Tosos explains that there's a debate about what are grounds for divorce. Beishamai said you should only get divorced if he's really mad at her, if uh, she committed adultery or something. And so Beishamai really wasn't worried that she would get pregnant from the same husband after he wrote the divorce. Whereas according to Beis Hillel, even if he doesn't like her cooking, uh, she can get, uh, they can get divorced. So it, you don't need such big grounds. So maybe he wrote the divorce and still spent more time with her afterwards. Well, says, no, because we're afraid he might come to relations. What happens if she did use an old divorce and remarried? Bid the evid, it would work. It's just a rabbinic decree. Uh, or if she got, if they did give her a divorce with an old one, she can get remarried. Um, so again, ideally, if they wrote a divorce and then in between the husband and wife got back together, they should write a new one, uh, according to Beis Hillel. But de facto, if they didn't, it's still good. New Mishnah, If you're writing the date of the divorce and for some reason they used the Goisha date, they used the uh, kingdom which was not appropriate. This was our way to get revenge against the Romans. We called them the kingdom. Uh, the, the Romans uh, um, stole uh, the things that they had that were sophisticated, they stole from the Greeks. So they're called the Malkashen Hogenis, an improper. So let's see Rashi. You're in Babylonia. And you wrote, and you wrote the date using um, some other countries. Uh, dating system. Now the Gemara says, why do they call it She'en Ugenis? Um, why is it improper? The Gemara is going to explain why we call the Romans not Ugenis. You need to use the country that you live in to write the divorce. So you're not allowed to use some other uh, dating system. So let's go back to the Mishnah. Lashu Malchus Madai, the Median government. Lashu Malchus Yavan, the Greeks. Labinian Abayas. If you were living in Chutzorts and you wrote it for the years of the Beza Migdash, the Korban Abayas. Or Hayob Mizrach. And you also write the location. You, you got mixed up. You're in the east and you wrote in the west. Or you're in the west because of Mizrach. So a divorce that has a, uh, the date of a different country or the wrong location, Tetsi Mizu Mizu. One of the big problems are they, um, people move to a new city and the divorce has to have a geographic location. So that's why I, I think I mentioned to you, there's a big maklokas, how you spell Chattahoochee in Hebrew. Uh, they, they, and, uh, but um, in places that don't have an obvious water location, it's a little more complicated if you can write a get there because... You're, it's unclear uh, what do you put in the get to identify. You can't just say that in American law they call this city this name. You have to give a geographic location. It's next to the big chicken, next to the big uh, the Grand Canyon or the big. It's got to be a physical mark. So and and that's why the, in some some cities it becomes complicated. Different opinions about which physical. Uh, and then all right, so it's the Chattahoochee River, but how do you spell Chattahoochee? 
You know, where are you going to find that in the Rabbah? You know, it's a, uh, it's an Indian, is it an Indian name? Or, uh, it's a, there's, and sometimes they didn't, they didn't pronounce it exactly the way it was, or it's pronounced different than it's spelled. So how do you write it in the get? So that makes it complicated. But at any rate, if it was done improperly and she remarried, so she has to leave her old husband, her new husband, because she's committing adultery. She's still married to the old husband. So then you tell her, by the way, your get is no good. So she says, oh, I guess I'll go back to my old husband. I never got a divorce. She can't do that either because she lived with a new husband. Terrible situation. Vistrika get me, and she needs a double get now. She needs a new get because the old one wasn't written properly. And she needs the, the new husband she can't stay with. And normally, if, at least she'll get a ksuva, but she doesn't get a ksuva because she was committing adultery. Velo peris, lo mazonas, lo blos, lo zualzu, lo nothing. Um, Inotamizu, and if she collected it, she better give it back. Even, though, even though it was shown, right? Yeah, Vavlad because she should have been more careful. Uh, even though it's hard, how would the woman know that the scribe wrote the wrong? Um, you, basically, you shouldn't just go to the cheapest scribe that's out there or whatever. Make sure you go. The person gets a get. They uh, if they had a child from the second husband, it's a mamzer. Mizu mizu, below and if he's a kohen, he can't go to her funeral. Below is ezola, and and. Um, Normally, the, uh, uh, they're entitled to the things that she has. Here, they're not considered her husband for whatever she finds or her work. Well, uh, they can't nullify her, her vows. And if she was a daughter, uh, if she was married to a Kohen, she won't be able to eat truma anymore. We'll continue on. But this is a terrible situation. Basically, if she didn't get a get, she's living in sin. And uh, she can't go back to her old husband either. So, uh, but we're just pointing out the, the results of not having the get done correctly. Okay. Have